Shalom to all. Today's office is Gnushin and we are starting the 13th line with the words Ton Rabbanon, and today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarabas, Yaakov, Moshe, her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Yosef Yantiv, Ben Rosh Anshol, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. I think Mars says Ton Rabbanon, we have a Brisa. The Pasuk in regards to Evid Ivri says, In Begapa Yavai, Begapa Yetze. Now, what does this mean? Begufa Nichnas, Begufa Yetze. He came in with his body, so he leaves with his body. Now, Rabbi Yosef Yaakov, he says, Yechidi Nichnas, Yechidi Yetze. If he comes in alone, he leaves alone. We analyze this. My begufa nichnas begufa yetze. What does the Tanakhama mean when he says he came in with his body and leaves with his body? Amaravi answers. Lemuel means to tell you sheiniyotz brashe varim keeved that he doesn't leave with brashe varim like an eved kanani. We've mentioned previously, and we're going to learn later on that an eved kanani, if his eye or tooth is knocked out, or for that matter, the tips of one of his varim gets cut off, he goes free. And this pasuk is telling us that an eved ivri does not go out like that. Amalei Abayabai asked him, "Hahum That's learned from a different pasuk of He doesn't go out like other avadim. So Rav answers, "No, ime hasam if we only had." the Pasuk, Havamina, I would think, that actually an Eved Ivri has won up over an Eved Kenani. Not only would an Eved Ivri go free because one of his Rosh Evarim is cut off or knocked out, he would also get paid for that. Kamash Malan, the Chiddush is that no, he doesn't even go out at all. Now we explain the second sheet in the Brayser, or Bliyaz Yaakov Emer, he tells us, the Begapa in the Pasuk does mean guf, it means body, but it means his body came in alone and it leaves alone. My what does it mean it leaves alone? So I'm Rav Nachem that's what it's saying, if when this Eved Ivri came into being an Eved, he already had a wife and children, so then his master is allowed to give him a Shifcha Kananis, ain't let issue about him, but if he didn't have a wife and kids when he came into being an Eved, ain't Rabbi Moshe Shifcha Kananis, so his master is not allowed to give him a Shifcha Kananis, that's understanding of Yechidi Nechnas Yechidi Yetzeh, if he came in without a wife and children, he leaves without a wife and children, meaning he's allowed to be given a Shifcha Kananis. I think Mark continues to turn around, we have a Raisa, Nimka Ramana Vishbiach Ba'aman Al-Masayim, let's say this Eved Ivri was sold for a mana, and then his value went up, and now he's worth two mana. That when we make a chajbin, if he wants to redeem himself early by paying the remainder amount, that we base that off of the original mana that was paid for him and not his current value of two mana. Shenem, because the Pasuk says, Mi kasef bignasai, from the kasef of his purchase, meaning we make a chajbin based off of how much he was purchased for and not how much he's currently worth. Now we're making one the other way around as well. Let's say he was sold for 200, and now his value went down and he's only worth one mana. How do we know that we only make a chajbin based off of his current value of a mana? Because the Pasuk says, Kafishanov, based off of his years, meaning Right now, however much he's worth. And the Raza continues, We know this applies only to an Eved Ivri that was sold to a non-Jew. Since this Eved Ivri could be redeemed by his relatives against his master's will, so the master has a lower hand, and when he's going to be redeemed, it's going to be based off of the lower price. But Nimkali Shalom how do we know that we're going to be makel even when he's sold to a Yid, that he's redeemed based off of the lower price? We have this Gzair Shava of Sachir Sachir. Now Rabbi Abai said, I'm like Ben Azai in the marketplaces of Tveria. Ben Azai lived in Tveria, and he was extremely sharp and he used to darshan in the marketplaces of Tiveria and he was able to answer any question posed to him and when Abayah was fresh and he was in a good mood he said the same thing basically ask me any question I'll answer you so I'm like let's see we could darshan these psukim l'kula or l'chumra my chaz darshan l'kula and darshan l'chumra why are you darshaning them l'kula why not darshan them l'chumra meaning we should say the Pasuk Mikasab Gnosa is telling us that when his price went down still he's going to have to be redeemed based off of the original purchase price which was higher and when the Pasuk says that's referring to when his value goes up, we're going to redeem him based off of his current high value and not the original low value that was paid for him. So by answers like that, don't think that. Since the tire is makel by an evidavri, the tiny because it says in the Pasuk, it was good for him with you. And what does that teach us? He's with you in eating and drinking. You're not allowed to eat bread of good quality, and the evidavri eats bread of inferior quality. You drink aged wine, and he drinks new wine, which is not so good. 
You sleep on soft things and he sleeps on straw. You have to treat him exactly like yourself. And from here they said, anyone that purchases an Eved Ivri is like he purchases a master for himself. So since we see that we're Mekel with an Eved Ivri, therefore we're going to Mekel in regards to his redemption. We continue asking on a Maybe this is only in regards to eating and drinking. So that you don't cause him pain. Maybe in regards to redeeming him, we should be Machmer on him. And why do we do that? Based off Rabbi Yisrael Chanino. Now this is a long bride, so which at the end we're going to see that we're Machmer with him. The time you have a bride, Rabbi Yisrael Chanino. Come and see how strong the avak, the dust of Shemitah is. Meaning when a person's over on one of the halachas of Shemitah, even though it's one of the lesser halachas, it's not one of the strict halachas. And that's why it's called the dust of Shviyas. Still see how strict we are with him. A person does business with pair Shviyas, with the produce of Shemitah, which we know he's not allowed to. And the reason why it's considered a light Isser is because that's only an Isser say and not Isser Lav. At the end, the person is going to have to sell his metatal and his movable objects. How do we know this? Because the Pazak says, During Yoival, which also has the din of Shemitah, a person is going to go back to his Achuzah, his ancestral land. And right afterwards, the Pazak says, When you sell to your fellow or you buy from your fellow. What do we learn from here? This referring to something which is sold from hand to hand, meaning metatalin. And because of the approximation of these two psukim, we learn that if a person does business on Yoival, again, which is Shemitah, he's going to end up having to sell his possessions. If he doesn't feel he did something wrong and therefore he didn't do tshuva, at the end he's going to have to sell his fields. Shnever because the Pasuk right afterwards says, when your brother becomes poor and he sells from his achuza, it's not going to come to him, meaning he's not going to do tshuva until he ends up selling his house. Shnever because the Pasuk right afterwards says, when a person sells his house inside a walled city. Now the Gemara just pauses and asks, why is it in the first stage of this progression, it says, he didn't feel the necessity to do tshuva, and why over here in the second stage, the Amr where it says, it's not going to come to him, meaning he's not going to do tshuva until even more bad things happen to him. And the answer is, like Rafuna says, the Amr Rafuna, Rafuna said, once a person did not vera and then repeated it again, it becomes permitted to him. Ask him, you really think it becomes permitted to him? It doesn't become permitted to do an Avera just because you did it twice. Ella, what does it mean? Nasus like a hetter, it becomes totally normal to him. And therefore, after the first thing he did wrong, which is dealing with Paris Shemitah, it says, he didn't feel the necessity to do tshuva, but he still technically can. Whereas afterwards, when he continues on this bad path of his, it says, he's not going to have the chance to do tshuva until more things happen. And we continue, he's not going to come to him, he's not going to do tshuva until he sells his daughter. When a person sells his daughter as a maidservant. And now we clarify, even though selling his daughter is not written in these psukim they were just talking about previously, it's written in a totally different place. Still, the reason why the next thing in the progression is him selling his daughter is is teaching us that a person would rather sell his daughter and he's not going to be hit with ribis, which is interest, and interest is spoken about in these psukim. And my time, why is that? Because his daughter, the price of redeemer, gets lower as we go along. And then she eventually leaves her master. Whereas Baha, when we're talking about Ribis, Musa it keeps on getting added on. When a person borrows with interest, he continuously adds on money to what he owes. And the progression continues. He's not going to end up doing tshuva at shalaf of Ribis until he borrows with interest. Shinever the Pasuk right afterwards says, If your brother becomes poor, right afterwards it says, Don't take from him interest. So we see that eventually he's going to end up borrowing with interest. He's not going to end up doing tshuva until he sells himself. Shana the Pasuk says, When your brother becomes poor and he gets sold to you, and not only to you, he's also going to be sold to a ger. Shana the Pasuk says, not only to a ger tzedek, which is a full-fledged convert, he's even going to be sold to a ger toishav, which is a non-Jew that accepted upon himself to keep the shev mitzvahs b'nei noyach. Shana the says, ger toishav. And furthermore, the Pasuk says, mishpachas ger, he's going to be sold to mishpachas ger, this referring to being sold to a guy who's the family of the Ger, and when it says that he sold to Eker Mishpachas 
Iker. What does that mean? Iker's lashon of avaydazara. Chafam beis natab zanimker lavayz kachav matzma. This is referring to a yid who sold to the avaydazara himself. Now it doesn't mean that he actually has to serve avaydazara. He's just working in the base avaydazara. Maybe he's chopping wood and bringing water, but he's going to be sold even to this lowest point. So bottom line, what do we see from here that we should be machmir with him because he did this avera of dealing with perishvias and he went through all these things that he sold his steachus and he's going to sell his daughter and barbaribus and so on and so forth. We should be machmir with him when he tries to redeem himself. And if his price went up or went down, he should always have to redeem himself based off of the higher price, not the lower one. So Avraham Abayi told him, "Hasam al Hadrekra." Over there, the pasuk actually goes on to him to make it with him. To Tani Rabbi Shmuel, the Beis Rabbi Shmuel taught, "Hayal v'halchzev v'nasu karma b'itz kachavim emulitchi even achar neifel." Since his fellow went and he became a priest for b'itz kachavim. Again, he didn't become a priest. He's not actually serving the b'itz as we said, but still, he's involved with the b'itz I might think I should push the stone after the one that fell, meaning let him fall into his hole, and I shouldn't help mad at all. Tom Lerman, that's why the pasuk says, "Achrei nimkar." After he was sold, he should still have redemption. One of his brothers shall redeem him, and so we see that we're still makeable with this fellow, and we're going to redeem him. And therefore, when we redeem him, we're makeable with him that he's redeemed based off of the lower price. We ask, Maybe the only reason why we're makeable with him, and we say that we should redeem him, is that he shouldn't get mixed up with the idol worshippers, because he's working in their temple. Maybe in regards to his actual redemption, we should be machmer with him, like Rabbi Yisrael Chanino said. So Gemara says, you're right, we have a totally different drasha, how we know that we're makeable with him when he's redeeming himself, and no matter if his price goes up or down, he's always redeemed based off of the lower price. He answers, If there's rabbis bashanim, so he's redeemed. Uksiv in another pasuk says, If there's ma'at bashanim, so then he's redeemed. Now we ask, Is there many years or few years? The years that he was sold for is what he was sold for. So what does that mean, many years or few years? El, what does it mean, if his value went up, redeeming based off of his original purchase price, which was lower. And that's because the words are found in the Pasuk that says whereas if his price went down so then he's redeemed based off of his years meaning his current value. And that's because the words are found in the Pasuk when the market is asking maybe this is what the Pasuk is saying if he served for two years and he has four years left so he pays four based off of that purchase price if he worked for four and he has only two years left, so he's going to give two based off of the remaining years. And maybe that's all the Pasuk's telling us. So we say, no, Im Kain, if that's really so, all the Pasuk should say is, Im Oid Rabbi's Shanim, Im Ma'at Nishar Shanim. My Bashanim. Why does the Pasuk say, Im Oid Rabbi's Bashanim, Im Ma'at Nishar Bashanim? Mashmah, there's something has to do with the years themselves. And that tells us, in Srabakas by Bashanim, Mikasaf Magnusai, if his value went up in the years, meaning since he was purchased, Mikasaf Magnusai, he's only going to have to be redeemed based off of the original purchase price, which was lower. If his price dropped along the years, we're going to redeem him based off of his current value and not based off his original value. And Omar of Yosef, Yosef says, Rav Nachman Darshan these Pesukim like Sinai, meaning like they were given from Har Sinai. And it's the correct Joshua that tells us that when we're redeeming an Eved Ivri, even though his price went up or down, we're always going to redeem him based off of the lower value. Now the words in the parentheses are Simon for what we're going to be discussing in the next Gemara. Simon, Eved, Bayes, Chatzayim, and Bayes, Eved, Kraivim. And so the Gemara begins, of when Evid Ivri is sold to a non-Jew, could he be redeemed in halves or not? Meaning, let's say he only has half the amount of money to redeem himself. Could he give half that amount of money and knock off half of the remaining years or no? Now, what are the two sides to it? Do we learn from In regards to him redeeming himself, it says, In regards to Steachuza, which is a person selling his ancestral land, meaning the land he got from his father, who got it from his father, who got it all the way from Yeshua ben Nun when he divided Eretz Yisrael up among the Shvatim, and even 
even if a person sells a steachuzah, he's allowed to redeem it from the person whom he bought it from. And the Pasuk says, So do we have Xer Shava between these two? And what's Xer Shava? Just like steachuzah is not redeemed in halves, he has to come up with the entire sum at once. So to never every cannot redeem himself in halves. Perhaps Maybe we say Lakula when it comes to Avid Ivri and not Lakhumra. So Amrlay told him, Lavamar Hasam doesn't say over there in regards to redemption of an Avid Ivri, Nimkar Kulai Vilay Khatyai, that the entire Avid Ivri has to be sold and not only partially, meaning if he stole five hundred dollars but he's worth a thousand, as we've said, he's not sold. So Hachinami saw it over here, Nigal Kulai Vilay Khatyai, he's only allowed to redeem himself fully and not in halves. Amr Abaya Abaya says, Imtim Slumr, if you want to say that Nigal Khatsain, he could be redeemed in halves, Mishkacha Slala Kula Ula Khumra. We have a case that will be a Kula and a Khumra. Lukula, what's the case that would be a Kula? Let's say he was purchased by his non-Jew for a hundred. You have the dummy, and right away the Eved Ivri gave him fifty, which is half of his money. Then right away his value jumped up of a kama masan, and now he's worth two hundred, and he wants to pay the remainder amount that he owes. Yeah, If you want to say he is redeemed lechatzayin, that means that when he paid the original fifty, he knocked off half of his years. All he has to do is pay the remaining hundred, and he goes free. If you want to say he's not redeemed lechatzayin, he would have to pay a hundred and fifty, and then he would go free because original fifty he paid is really just like a pikadain. His master's holding on to it, but didn't knock away half of his years, so he would have to pay a remaining 150. But now the Gemara asks, for Amit, you had just said, that if his value went up after he was purchased, he only has to pay based off of the original price he was purchased for, and not the new price. So Gemara says, no, we're talking about a case where he was purchased for a lot of money, then he went down in value, and then he went up in value again. Meaning he was purchased for 200, right away his value went down to 100, and that's when he paid 50 for half of his remaining years, and afterwards his price jumped back up to 200, so then if we're going to say that he is Negel Chatzon, he would only have to pay the remaining 100 and not 150. And we continue, with it could also turn out to be a Chumrah, because let's say Zavnei Masan, he was purchased for 200, and Yav Mea Pagadami, and he pays 100, which is half of his value, the Ichsef, then he went down in value, the Kamal Mea, and now he's worth only 100. Yamr Negel Chatzon, if you want to say he's redeemed Chatzon, so that means he already paid for half of his years, and Yav Lechamshin, that means he would have to pay another 50, the Nafik, and go free. Viamrit Ein Negel Chatzon, if you want to say he can't be redeemed Chatzon, well, Hanachmea Pekadin in Ugabe, that means the original 100 that he paid for half of his redemption really didn't take away half of his years, and it's just to be cut in by his master. So he now gives it to his master, meaning his master now takes the hundred that he already received, and he doesn't have to give anything. And on to another discussion. If a person sells his house in a walled city, is that able to redeem in halves or not? Now, in regards to this din, the Pasuk tells us that if a person sells his house in a walled city, he has one year to redeem it. If he redeems it within the year, so then the house goes back to him. If not, after that year, it belongs to the person who bought it. So the question is, could this house be redeemed in or not? Meaning, if he pays for half of the house before the end of the year, would he still retain ownership rights to that half? And what are the two sides of the coin? Gulasi Gulasi Mesteachuza Gamar. Do we learn Gulasi Gulasi from Steachuza? Masteachuza in Nigel Chatzain, Af Hainami in Nigel Chatzain. Just like a Steachuza can't be redeemed in halves, so too this can't. Perhaps you would say, wherever the Torah tells us that it can't be redeemed in halves, namely by Steachuza, so that's where it can't be redeemed in halves. But where the Torah doesn't tell us, it doesn't tell us, and therefore it could be redeemed in halves. So Amalei told him, based off the Joshua Shimon, Nishma, we learn, Shalai Vagail, Vagail Chatzain, that he could borrow money and redeem it, and he could also redeem it in halves. The Tanya we have a bride saw. The Pasuk tells us in regards to a person being makdish their steachuza, meaning they don't sell it, but they're makdish it to the base of Mikdash. Imgal Yigal, the Pasuk says, Malamah, what does this teach us? Shalai Vagail, Vagail Chatzain, they could borrow money and redeem it from Hektish, and he could also redeem it from Hektish in halves. And our Shimon, Shimon says, Matam, what's the reason for this? If we find that when he sells his steachuza, that he has a strong kayach, that if Yoival comes and he didn't redeem his steachuza yet, it automatically goes back to the original owner by Yoival. And who are he has a 
is less of a kayach, she'en ulev v'gayel v'gayel l'chatzayin. He's not allowed to borrow money and redeem his stachuzah that he sold, and he's not allowed to redeem l'chatzayin. Whereas Maktish, when he's Maktish his stachuzah, shehura kaychay, he has a lesser kayach, she'en migiyah yoyvav v'lo'inigala. If yoyvav came and he didn't redeem it, yoyvav l'kayhanah b'yoyvav, it goes to the kayhanah b'yoyvav and it does not go back to him. Yoyvav kaychay has a strong kayach, she'en v'gayel v'gayel l'chatzayin. He could borrow money and redeem it, and he could also redeem it l'chatzayin. And hi, meicher bayis about the erchay manami. This case of selling house in a walled city as well. Since he has less of a kayach, that if a whole year passed and he didn't redeem it, nechlat, so now it's a definitive sale, and the person that bought it gets to keep it, Yafa who has a higher kayach, that he could borrow money and redeem it, and it could also be redeemed in halves. But now we have a time to question on this. The Bryce tells us as follows, and this tells us, they could borrow money and be when we talk about being Now the reason why we need Joshua from the Pasuk is because Shayachal, Bali Dinner, we technically have a telling us the other way around. When he sells his stachuza, that he has a stronger kayach, that if Yoival came and he didn't redeem it yet, it goes back to the original owner by Yoival time, he has lesser kayach, then when he sells his stachuza, he cannot borrow money and redeem it or redeem it. So Maktish, when he's Maktish's stachuza, that he has less of a kayach, that if Yoival came and he didn't redeem it by then, it goes to the kayhanim and not back to him. Shouldn't we say for sure that he has less of a kayach, that he's not allowed to borrow money and redeem it, and redeem it l'chatzayin? And so since we technically have his kavachamer, that would be machmer on someone who's makdash yisteachuza, and not allow him to redeem it l'chatzayin, that's why we have to have this drasha of him, gal yigal, telling us that he is allowed to borrow money and redeem it, and be gal l'chatzayin. Ask the why is the kavachamer? Someone who sells a steachuza, he has less of a kayach because he's not allowed to redeem it right away. He's only allowed to redeem it once two years from the sale passes. Are you going to say this is comparable to someone who's makdash he has a good kayach, he's allowed to redeem it right away. So we say, no, that's not a valid way to knock away the Kabbalah because selling a house in a walled city will prove that he has a good kayach because he can redeem it right away. He's not allowed to borrow money and redeem it and redeem it. Now, what do we see from this lengthy Braissa and the Kabbalah and the suggested question on the Kabbalah and the subsequent answer for why that's not a question? All at the end, this line that we just quoted tells us very clearly that someone who sells their house in a walled city is not allowed to be and we just tried to say that we are allowed to be Gael Chatzayin. So Gamaran says, like Kasha, there's no problem. This brass that we just quoted is Rabbanon. The previous brass is Rib Shimon. The Rabbanon aren't Darish time of the Kra. They don't Darish in the reason behind the Pasuk. So therefore, they have no Joshua to tell us that one who sells his bias in Irchaima is allowed to borrow money and redeem it or be Gael Chatzayin. Whereas Rib Shimon, Darshan's time of the Kra, as we said very clearly when we quoted Rib Shimon, he had said, Matam, what's the reason for the Pasuk? And therefore, we do have a Joshua to tell us that if a person sells his house in Irchaima, he could borrow money and redeem it and be now, just conclude, the Gemara tells us, Tani Chad, we have one price that says, that when he sells his house in a walled city, he could borrow money and redeem it, and be Gael Chatzayin. Or the Tani we have another price that says the exact opposite, he can't borrow money and redeem it, and redeem it Chatzayin. And like Kasha, this is not a question, this is not a stira, because Harabon or Shimon. The second price is the Rabban, and the first price is Reb Shimon. Now, we're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with a number of questions on the Kabbalah mentioned in this lengthy price on Chafam and Bez. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.